Welcome to Phobos Militia Hobbycast. talk about episode seven do our thorough analysis of what we thought about the movie um we have to hit the fucking um you know the whole elephant in the room comparisons to episode four similarities and then we're going to go over the distinct differences as well and the freaking negativity of the fucking community is insane we'll have to cover that reviews are generally positive but it's like Everybody online and doing those articles and shit are all just seem like they're whining little babies looking for something to nitpick to sound negative. Yeah, spoils. So yeah. spoiled. And and finally though, we're gonna jump into predictions and unanswered questions. And the thing is, is what we're gonna do is we're going to make it a standard. Is whatever we cover for an episode, we're going to read. Like we'll go on like today I'll go on like Metacritic and we'll read some of the negative ones and we'll shit all over their fucking thoughts. <laughs> that's what I like to do. We'll call them out by name if they have a name on there. And we got George Lucas, who actually uh, today gave his thoughts on episode seven. So we're going to rip into some George Lucas today, too. Georgie. He's going to get his asshole ripped open. Uh, by the Phobos fo- <laughs> fucking militia. They're going to rip him a new asshole and make him walk the plank. Sorry, like pit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Toss him down. So toss him down to the ball pit of fun. Spit him around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, this is like the perfect idea, though. The cast is just like exploding now. Yeah, fuck this guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Georgie. Fuck Georgie Porgy. Come on, Georgie. Georgie Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> so we can dig into it whenever because you can just, you know, have fun. That's yeah. what it's all about. So. Episode 7, um, now you said you watched a bootleg version, so that's all you've seen, correct? Yeah. And I went, um, the first weekend, but I, I didn't get out till Sunday, because my family were on vacation, we were coming back. Mm-hmm. So, Sunday, we actually got a babysitter, and my wife and I went and saw it in a, a giant theater, we were in the front row, but it wasn't a normal theater, it was like you had these giant recliner chairs. <laughs> so it was like super comfortable um was and the screen like since it was a front row like was how close was the screen to the seats pretty pretty good pr- distance pretty good distance and i could see the entire screen so good, it wasn't like good. an issue at all but it was like explosions were super loud like <laughs> like like this is a movie that's worth going to the theater for and i think disney in general they're going to be shitting out star wars movies every year which is awesome and they're going to keep theaters in business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, how much money do they make? Oh my God. Over a billion already. I know that for <laughs> a fact because Andrea tells me, like, you know, my wife, she tells me, like, oh, yeah, by the way, Star Wars, like, she'll give me the numbers. She said it's over a billion. And I can't remember how many billion they bought LucasArts 
Lucas from like the actual Star Wars franchise. Disney bought it from yeah. Lucas, yeah. but like I think it was only a few billion. So like they aren't in one movie. <laughs> like done. Yeah. yeah, and and you know they're doing a Disney theme park for Star Wars at Walt Disney World. Like you have, you have Epcot Center and Magic Kingdom. There's gonna be Star Wars Land or whatever the fuck they call it. Billions more. Like infinite. Like. Yeah, that's what it is. Just juggle it forever now. <laughs> and and how I see it, and I I take this back to an old uh, you know old VGBS podcast episode. Like, why complain that we're getting more when it's you know more quality stuff? Like, it's not like they're releasing Jar Jar Land. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> they're giving us the classics. They're giving us what I want, and that actually transitions. Like, like what did you think about Episode Seven, Kyle? Seeing it, how you seen it, or whatever. What did you think about the movie? Just was, a general, like, single liner. I felt the connection to the characters, like, super... Like, mixed with the music, it's really, like, emotional, actually. At least for me, it's like I really got into the people super, super in-depth this time, where it's a mix of so many things, but um, basically in one sentence. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a Star Wars movie. That would be mine, like... Like, exceeded my expectations and more. Yeah. There's nothing that to me is like um a taint like a jar jar like it is a taint like it like tainted that film uh annie going whoopee or yippee and all that shit like yeah. that's a taint like so so any issues that you would have with seven would have to be like an over analysis basically like oh you're looking into something it's not on the surface like freaking jar jars on the fucking surface doing dumb shit or Anakin's running around jumping saying yippee. Like, there's nothing that stands out in the movie that's terrible. Like, you'd have to dig into it like, oh, they did this with this with this. And I didn't like, like, that's what people are nitpicking. Yeah, like we were saying, like, this, the supreme officer of, this, of the stormtroopers, like, just, she, like, let the shields down. Like, something <laughs> like that you could nitpick and be like, well, You have geez. to overanalyze it, yeah. But but then I can play devil's advocate and be like, there. She's a coward. She's a villain. She's like the cowardly heel. Like, she's not gonna give her life for that. She value her life over. And there there was some yeah. analysis that I saw with her, um, that they actually there there was there was a bunch when we when we go into our analysis later predictions. Oh, there was a good one with her. Cool. Fucking awesome. Um. So so my and the thing is that the sentence things are arbitrary. It's great. That's it's like a ten second review spotlight. You're not gonna get fucking ten seconds with a review spotlight. Like same thing. <laughs> like see, that was the longest round sentence of all, and that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so if I just had to say one thing, I'd say, thankfully, there's no taints. <laughs> no taints. <laughs> Kick me in the taints. <laughs> That's the thing about this one. Like, like my one sentence, if, and I actually the only reason why I would I already know it without doing a run on is they did Star Wars right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, because like when we watched it in the theater, the first time you see it, you get choked up when you're watching it, seeing these characters. That's what I'm again. telling you. Like you it's get crazy. Fucking, like I look over at my wife and she's teary eyed just seeing Han and Leia embrace after all these years. No, you like, really the music though. And the music is, hits is perfectly, on, dude. Yeah, it gives like, you shit. It gives me goosebumps. And, like, and that's the thing is like this is a multi watch. So the first time you see it, like it is going to be an emotional roller coaster for you. And especially if you go into it blind, it's going to be a super emotional roller coaster with all the spoilers, which we are going to spoil. Yeah, and here's here's what's crazy. Like, I watched it for the third time. I'm like halfway through, and like I'm st- it's still emotional. Like I-, I expected it to like taper off, mm-hmm. but it's not going away. 
That's good. Yeah, like, that's the other thing. Well, how I saw my second, because I haven't gotten to a third viewing, but how I saw my second viewing is I actually got more vested in the new characters. Because they actually use the old storytelling from, like, the old movies. Because the director, J.J. Abrams, who also did the Star Trek remakes and did a bunch of other movies, like, he is a huge Star Wars fan. So he just wanted to do Star Wars his way. Um, which happens to be almost exactly like episode four. There's a lot of parallels that we're going to talk about, but he's a super fan. And every film, we're going to get a different director, so we're going to have a different feel. Um, I think they're doing it perfectly to the styles are going to fit the old trilogy styles. Like the next guy that's doing episode eight is the director who did Breaking Bad, which is a really dark TV show that's amazing about making meth and shit. <laughs> like, well, that's, like, the most popular show, like... Of all time. Yeah. And he's gonna be fucking doing episode eight, like, dark, dreary fucking director, so... You gotta assume there's gonna be a, a tilt toward the dock side in episode eight. And then the, yes. the, the dude who did episode nine did the recent Jurassic World movie. He directed that, and that was supposedly a safe movie. Like, they did Jurassic World like Jurassic Park, so... No taints. Say what you want, but no taints, and they had good character development. But yeah, I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster watching this fucking movie the first time. Uh, the second time, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but like, I don't know. It, it makes me want to go back and watch all the canon now because when Disney bought Lucas um, out, they basically killed off all the expanded universe, calling it Legacy now. And so anything that was in books, Kyle Katarn, all that shit is killed off uh, from main canon. So so basically it, it's all the movies, and then it's the TV show, The Clone Wars, and the new TV show Rebels. And then like there's a few books that were released somewhere in there. And like basically you have to look at a website now to find out what the fuck's canon anymore. Now here's the weird thing. So they actually had the Shadows, shadows of the Force. Shadows of the Empire? Shadows of the Empire, there were like a figure line. Mm-hmm. So is that is is that not canon? Nope. Is so that's weird. That it's like not not only stuff that um, stuff that was actually licensed, not stuff that yeah. like I decided to write a book. Well, no, all that stuff was licensed. All those books were licensed. Kyle Katarn, Dark Forces, that was all licensed. Lucas blessed off on all that shit. I mean, because like the classic was is that Lucas didn't like. Darth Vader, when he got done with episode four and the first book that was written, he asked the author to kill off Vader and the author wouldn't do it. But he like wanted him to kill off like he That's had hilarious. he had you know creative control over every fucking thing in the Star Wars universe. This is how he was. It's just that when they gave him free reign with the prequel trilogy, like you see you see where his flaws were. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, for the the prequel trilogy, like, one and two, you have to watch, like, the Phantom edit versions, because they get rid of the yippies, they get rid of the Jar Jar dumb shit. Like, Jar Jar's there for a couple seconds, but there's no dumb shit. Those those movies don't, are like, they don't do anything, though. Everything happens in the third one. They, they really don't do anything, like, they, seriously. They set, they set up enough with, they stall. with the characters in one and two. But, like, there's a Phantom Cut, um, and I sent Kyle a link to this, too, but we can almost link anything that people want. But um, there's a Phantom Cut on YouTube, and it's, like, two hours, all three movies. 
<laughs> and it's it, <laughs> it, it goes so fast through. Like, one and two are, like, 45 minutes, I think, or something. <laughs> so, like, it just shows you, like, you can cruise through the main parts of both those movies. They don't even show the lightsaber battle at the end of part two, because it means nothing. Like, the Yoda one and the... Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting Dooku. They don't even show that. They cut from the the battle in Genosha right to episode three. <laughs> you see, it, that was the... Dooku, to me, like, gave it worth. Gave the And it was a cool battle, worth, but it did um, nothing for the story. <laughs> but no, it's just stalling. Yeah. Like, it was we just know stellar. Anakin was a kid. We're all kids. The first one's pointless. Yippee! Like, we were all kids at one time. Like, that's not telling me anything. I don't know. Yeah. I, of course he got, you know, um, taken up by the Jedi and then betrayed him. I mean, that's like... <laughs> it's like we already know everything. I think that's the problem. You know what's funny is, like, people blame episode two and three on Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin. Yeah. And ironically, he's doing a movie with Nicolas Cage. He actually quit acting for, like, years. After episode two. He quit acting until now. And he's doing a movie with Nicolas Cage, and they show him doing speaking roles, and he's fucking a good actor in it. And I'm like, in that trailer, he's a good actor. So I'm like, it might have just been the script. (laughs) Lucas, again. (laughs) Well, if the, the director, like, that's his choice the director could have said like do it again well See, yeah you, you can't blame it on the actor because no the director said cut or didn't say cut you know that's his choice to cut it or keep it so yeah. that's that's the director's fault i don't think it was christensen at all and also um what if we never had seen four five and six like that would be interesting that's that would be the super interesting thing is is like what in the story would make sense if you're taking it fresh? I think everything would because it's just a story. And uh, yeah. I guess Ben Kenobi mentioned the, the Clone Wars in Part 4, Old Ben. So I guess it's kind of cool to see the Clone Wars. Because he's yeah. like, you know, your father was in the Clone Wars or whatever. So it's like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. But it's still kind of irrelevant. Yeah, the, the the watching the movie, I can't remember. There was some way to watch the movie, like like bootleg style or something. And there's a there's actually a um a term for it. But basically, you watch four, then five, and then after you find out Luke is you know the son of Darth Vader, you watch two and three, and then you watch six. And that's how you're supposed to. That's a a way of watching the Star Wars saga. And that way, the story yeah. keeps going. Um, you can watch episode one if you want to. It's just filler, is what they were saying. Well, I mean, it's just like a pod race that's like three hundred hours long. I mean, <laughs> which the, which the Phantom Cut cuts out a lot of it. They show like one or they show two laps, but they do it real quick. Like it's it, it flows real well. Like I just didn't like the part where Anakin was like he like almost single handedly flew the ship and like saved the day. It was just kind of like <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> to like swallow like i don't know it's Yay! when it gets like kid kitty it just kills it for me yeah it's, yeah it's like conan the barbarian versus conan the destroyer like it just got lame like the second one it's like thunderdome <laughs> you know it's <with> <laughs> just kind of like yeah another film that they uh kind of 
did a sequel slash reboot to Road Warrior. They did a new the new Mad Max. That was a fucking great ass movie this year. And Mad Max was an awesome film. The the original. Um, yeah. Then eventually it just got too juvenile and just strange, and I, I don't know. It just it didn't. It's like certain franchises they start to appeal to like a family. Yeah. Like getting even just getting like Tina Turner in there. Like why? Stupid. This new one is even better than the original. And what's so funny, you said Hayden Christensen, his he quit. Natalie Portman says her career was ruined by Star Wars. And I, I mean, her acting, like, like she can act. She's been in other movies. But, like, again, like, I, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head that Lucas just didn't go, hey, take two. <laughs> he just took everything, like, like he just didn't take the, the right takes. It's also the thing of... Um, the only stars of out of Star Wars that I see, um, for the most part, are the ones who were stars before they were in the movies, like Harrison Ford. Um, Mark yeah. Hamill, kind of, I would say he 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 made the most out of his career of Star Wars, that Launchpad, but like he really didn't do that much. You know what the irony was, is I saw some kind of video today about, like, there was, like, five people that were in Star Wars that you might not have known. One of them was uh, Kira Knightley, who was in Pirates of the Caribbean, the main chick from there. She was Amidala's stunt double in the first, in episode one. I remember her, yeah. She was basically the Amidala in the whole movie, and then, you know, Natalie Portman played the handmaiden the whole time. Like, but she was in that movie. Like, hilarious. Like, nobody even notices certain stuff. Um, Norm from Cheers was in episode five. Like, I was like, what? Where, what? He has For a real? Mus- he has a mustache in the, mov- in the movie, and he tells Leia something when they're, like, close the hangar doors or something. So weird. He does, oh, he's, not, awesome. he's not fat or anything. He's skinny as hell. Doesn't even look like Norm, but it's him. In, in Hoth, <laughs> yeah, when, when Han's, like, out in the blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, and then Chewie, like, cries, yeah. <laughs> um, also, that that terrible Willy Wonka um, remake. Oh, the Johnny with, Depp one. Yeah, the Oompa Loompa is like the same dude a million times over. That guy actually played Yoda in episode five, <laughs> like in the moving parts. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there's parts where Yoda had to move. They actually had somebody in in the in the suit, and that was him. That was like that was. There's like a ton of little like aspects to that. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, the guy who played the original Obi Wan, um, not not Alec Guinness, but like the the young, Obi- not the original, but the, the one who played the young Obi Wan. Yeah, he's, he was he's in like Train Spotting and stuff before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he already had like a, a name made for himself. Okay, like Princess Leia didn't go on to do anything. Carrie Fisher, she um, you know, is actually she's like awesome now. Like she says crazy shit. <laughs> like uh, the whole um. Job of the Hut slave gear thing. She's like, she's like, I, I, you shouldn't look at that as me submitting the job. You should look at it as I overcame him and killed the fucker. That's what she said. Like, Hell yeah. And then like, there's a new one like where she posts because she posts this on social media. She's like, like you shouldn't judge whether I look old or not. Who gives a shit about that superficial crap? Like that's all just DNA. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> she, she said something like that. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but um, but yeah, she said stuff like that like recently. So she just tells it how it is because she that was her major thing is like she jumped into 
you know, a lot had a lot of demons because of the whole Hollywood perception and, you know, of trying to look like a supermodel at all times for every female. Well, it's and also just you're like typecast. Oh yeah. When you're just like, so what? What? Um, before we go more in the episode seven, yeah, and I think seven is going to make a lot of stars. No, um, but but what? In episode one through six, what actor was created in Star Wars that like that was their first film and then then they were launched? Jar Jar Binks. That's it. I think that's the only one. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the weird thing about Star Wars. It, does, it never like made anybody. Oh it's yeah, weird. it just it just clawed people back to their typecast. It, it, it typecast people for sure. <laughs> um, I I think that Daisy Ridley, who plays you know the main character Ray in Episode Seven, I think yeah. Like, she was basically, nobody knew who the hell she was until this. I think that will help make her. Oh, yeah. And, she, and she's such a likable person that she's I amazing, think yeah. she'll get extra position, extra offers after Star Wars, I hope. And that's that's a perfect segue for that. Like, the likability of all the characters, too. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, that's another thing. Like, I'm pretty, like, stringent on certain stuff, but I'm like, these, all these people are fine with me. I have no problem with any of them. The, um, John Boyega, who plays Finn, you know, the black stormtrooper that, Finn, that, that yeah. takes off his helmet and doesn't conform to his brainwashing since he was a baby. Um, that guy was in a movie called Attack on the Block, which I happened to randomly see, and it was, like, some kind of weird aliens taking over the world movie, And but he's, like, it's, like, a British-style movie. The dude's completely British. So it's interesting that I've actually seen him before, but he wasn't made by that movie. But I knew about him. And whoever, whatever the guy's name, the actor's name, which, you know, obviously some fans are going to be like, oh my God, you don't know his name. But the guy who played Poe Dameron, the Star Starfighter pilot, the guy is freaking awesome, though. Like, that is a wisecracking smartass that I related with, and they didn't show him enough. Yeah, I just knew he 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 didn't die at the very beginning. Like when he was, I just knew it because he was such a strong character. Was he like looked at Kylo Ren when he came up to me? He goes, "All right, so do you talk or do I talk? Do I do you talk? Like, do I talk? Just, <laughs> like oh, he's yeah. like a smartass and search him. So <laughs> yeah. so that that's actually a perfect example. I saw somebody complain that there were too many jokes in the movie. They said it it was joke after joke after joke. Nobody was serious. That's what somebody told me. Oh, like how when the one guy is like, stay calm, stay calm. He's like, I am calm. He's like, no, I'm talking to myself. Well, yeah, that was Finn. But but that's that's just a, it's just like a, that's always been in Star Wars, though. That's, you think about it. That's what I was thinking is Han like. Solo's always been a little jokester. like. And Leia's busting all their balls the oh, whole yeah. time in episode always. four. Um, like constantly, Luke is coming back at Leia and Han, like. Like it's it's and three PO jumps in and butts in. They're all and they're all rolling their eyes. Like God damn it, three PO. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always been a thing. Like there's always a back and forth. Like so, I mean, I think that's part of it. And everything that people are bitching about is like what makes Star Wars a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think in a universe like that, you can't take life seriously. I mean, yeah. you're gonna die like at any second. A good example is in that scene. When Han's like surrounded by the two other like space pirate guys, mm -hmm. and then they like open the doors and the Cthulhu monsters come. I mean, you got shit like that. You got Sarlacc.
so what we should do is do some of the comparisons because that's the main thing we see people complain about is they're like, it's just a rehash of episode four. Like, it's just a new hope again. So um, I can see, like, the basic... General is what I see. I there's, see a, there's a it, droid with secret plans or directions or, you know, yeah, something. They're in the desert at the beginning. And you have your your protagonist who's like not really in touch with the rest of the world. They're on their own little rock in the desert. But Luke, Luke was a little, he was like a kind of like a turd. In the the difference between Ray and Luke is that Luke lived on a farm with an aunt and uncle, had a bunch of friends that he went and hung out with. He went and, you know, did the, the Kessel run and he did all that stuff, shot womp rats. And, you know, he had, he had a bunch of people that he was hanging out with and had, you know, relationships with. Whereas Ray was dropped off on a planet and had to fend for herself and scavenge parts from an old war long fought trying to actually eat every day trade that kind of stuff to eat food like she's survivalist like that's a completely different mentality yeah luke's like i'm I'm alone i don't want to go to town and get some power converters i want to go to tashi's like he's just yeah he's like a little bitch he really does come off as whiny he's a bitch actually in empires too with like yoda he's he's like a little bitch and it, it does you do see his character you know, turn from that, and then once he trains and to episode six, he becomes a badass. People don't complain about how he's a little bitch, but he really is. Mm-hmm. In four and five, both. So, so really, we don't have a a protagonist little bitch in this movie. We don't like everybody's a pretty strong. Like the the closest one would be Finn, but he's just like nervous because he's never been around people. He's always only been as a soldier. And the first time they cut him loose in a mission, he failed to, to shoot anybody. Because, like, how I see Finn is that they train these stormtroopers from the time they steal them from their families. Yeah. And put them into slavery. Right. Stormtrooper slavery. And they train them, train them, train them. They're conforming, whatever. Um, I don't think it's as much as, like, brainwashing as we would imagine. Because Finn kind of just snaps out of it and says, nope. And then escapes so that's why i didn't see that as a big deal that he all of a sudden is not a cold killer or you know he still has some military training and some hand-to-hand combat training where he's able to go toe-to-toe with an injured kylo ren and the the great touch is when the um guy smears his blood on the the white stormtrooper helmet like that offset of the red and the white, like that's awesome. Like, see, those are the great touches in that film. So there's like, like a lot of little flourishes. It starts with a massacre. Oh yeah. Brutal. Okay. Okay. So one thing, let's let's do a little future predictive analysis over analysis. Who was this guy that they got the R two D two plan from? Now think about this. Okay. There's a guy sitting on Jakku, this desert planet, the same one that Ray's on that has Luke Skywalker's plans. Luke's plans are on Jakku with a guy who's in the same place randomly as this girl who has force powers. And Kylo knows the guy because he's like... Kylo knows the guy. Because when he gets there, he's like, look how old you've become. Mm -hmm. So I think he, Kylo, Mm -hmm. studied 
he may he may have been part of the Jedi um, school or whatever. I think that's almost like it hasn't been confirmed, but I think that's a given that Kylo was the Jedi who fell and slaughtered whomever from the Jedi oh, well, yeah. school that Luke set up. But the old guy, maybe he was like affiliated with the school. I mean, that could very well be, or he was just a senator of the Republic. Yeah, like he's they like knew each other, mm-hmm. so they conversed. Nobody talks about that, and the fact that we were covering that beginning part slaughter, where he was there. That's an important aspect, I think. You almost have to watch it two or three times to like because that the guy could have been put there by Luke to overwatch Ray, or by Kylo Ren to overwatch Ray. We don't know. But he could have been put there to overwatch, make sure that she is still around, kind of like Kenobi was randomly on the same planet as Luke. It's another, And that's another parallel to Episode 4, is you have an older guy and overwatching. Yeah, and the, well, the old guy's answer, look how old you become, is something like, like, look how evil you've become or something. So, yeah. so he's, the last time he saw him, he wasn't evil. Yep. So that's another tip. Toward the whole like story, another tidbit. Yeah. So um, so definitely you know the whole desert planet is a similarity, and since we're on the subject of Ray, there's the whole another elephant in the room like who is Ray's parents, and there's actually four logical answers to the whole Ray thing. There was a new one that I read about today. So the first logical answer, and this is the obvious one, would be that she's Luke's daughter. Um, I think that's too obvious that she would be Luke's daughter. I don't see Luke like fucking. To be honest, he's yeah, <laughs> he's like a celibate like monk priest Jedi. Like they don't fuck. I don't know. I just I see him like like the old crazy hermit, like Yoda and old Ben. And that's where I hope they go with it is that he is a crazy old hermit and never did any of that. But if he did, um, the one actually one of the analysis that I saw somebody's prediction was that the the actual general or whatever her name is is Luke's the, is the one that Luke hooked up with. Well, the thing is, why would he drop her off in such a hellhole? Like, what a douchebag! Especially without a place to stay, she's like hiding in an ATAT, like a fallen ATAT. Like, well, even if that's Luke's daughter, that doesn't mean that he put her there. Well, yeah, and well, from what I've seen in the movie, when she touches the lightsaber and gets that vision, it's like that whole room like goes nuts. It goes back to that slaughter, and everyone's dead yeah. except her. And Kylo Ren turns around to her. And then, like, grabs her or something like that. And then the next thing you see, she's in the desert and she's being left by that ship that's leaving. Mm-hmm. So, and then we know in the beginning she's kind of, like, in slavery. Because she brings, like, the, she gets all the pieces from the at a Star Destroyer. And then she mm-hmm. takes it, all the salvage, so what else they can. And then she takes it back and, they're, like, they're telling her to, like, clean it faster. You know, and she's, like, cleaning it. And then there's, mm-hmm. like, the old lady next to her, and they're, they're like, giving him a hard time. I think um, that's just her job, because it's not... Because then she goes and, like, sleeps on her own in the AT-AT. I, I don't think she's a slave. She's just a slave to the planet because she wants to survive. Like, that's the only way she knows to get food. Because she was doing labor for somebody. 
Well, no, I think that was other people cleaning the same type of items, and they were just competing. Like, everybody goes and scavenges, then they go to that trader, and he gives them whatever he values it in portions of food. Right before that, though, she's cleaning something, and the guy, like, hits her and is, like, faster. And then he like she, like, looks, and there's, like, an old, like, haggard lady. I didn't say, I didn't take that as any of that, but... Why would somebody tell you to clean it faster? Basically, how I took it, she she got, like, one little spoil. She got a bunch of shit from that whole bag that she pulled in town. It was, like, a massive bag of shit. And then she cleaned it off for the guy, and then they the guy let her have that one piece, and then she took that one piece to the guy. Cause yeah, that could be. She, she would have had a million pieces, not just yeah. that one little piece. And the piece that she gave the guy isn't the same as the piece in the Star Destroyer. It's not the same piece that she got. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I that's the third time that I watched. I noticed they're actually two completely different pieces. Hmm. I wonder if that was intentional. <laughs> so that's you never know. I think that they gave her that like after her day's work, like kind of. But yeah, but either way though, like how I see her going to the planet is that, like my prediction would be that Kylo Ren, when she was a little girl, like she had force powers and was stronger than his as he was training. It frustrated him because he wanted to be, you know, as powerful as his grandfather. Um, and so basically that frustrated him to the point where he eventually lost it and slaughtered everybody. And he actually took her and put, because he couldn't kill family because that was his weakness. And he took her and put her on that planet, wiped her memory. So she didn't realize she put like a mental block. And that's why throughout the movie she unlocks it slowly and she actually can do things like, you know, trick people with the mind tricks without being quote-unquote trained because maybe she had some training and she was unlocking it. I mean, that's like what Anakin did too with the in the pod race. He like fixed the, the pod speeder. Yeah. He like made the wires like go Well, that together. was more like technical savvy because he fixes stuff for a living. But he did it with the force, I mean. Yeah. So no one told him. It's not like he went in training. So, so you, if you're strong enough with it, you don't need training. Like, yeah. it, it helps like to refine you. But you, it's kind of like that's how I take it. She's like an Anakin power. Like, she she can kind of like figure it out because she she figured out force push, force pull, and the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, all so, in that movie. So if she's Luke's daughter, then. And Kylo did all this stuff. Then Luke might not even know that she's alive. So that would be his, you know, reason why he's not a scumbag because he didn't know about it. And that could be the same thing if she's Luke or Leia and Han's daughter. Is that she? They also might have thought that she was dead, and could be why Han in the movie offered her a position to work because she reminded him of a daughter that he lost. And possibly why Leia embraces her and all that shit. I would say from the vision and the fact that she's like first person in that vision looking at Ren. Mm -hmm. Basically, he did that. He put her out there in the. Desert. That's what I'm thinking. She he had to have. I think I think the regardless of who the parents are that the that vision went with how she got there not who her parents are now the thing is how could she how could he hide that from snoke aka possibly plagius or whatever <laughs> yeah that's another plagius i don't know Pla whatever his name is darth plagius the wise <laughs> so how would how would he hide 
her from him. Like, that he didn't kill her. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean there's ways to, to hide your things from... You know, when he put the block on, it could have... It suppressed her force powers, obviously. But how would Snoke not know, like... I mean, he may not have been a part of it yet. He might not have tempted him yet. But I thought he was just, like, all-knowing, like, fuck. You would think. You know, that's the other weird thing about it, yeah, like... So that goes to the, the next analysis. Maybe she's Jesus. Yeah, the like, Anakin, like... Because Anakin was essentially Jesus, yeah. which was basically he was immaculately conception, concepted in his mother's womb. Ray could have been the second coming of Anakin, immaculately concepted somewhere. And if Snook is Plagueis, he may have been the person who manipulated the Force in that woman to make Anakin, and thus the same thing for Ray. So he's manipulating this whole thing with Ray. He could be manipulating. He could have manipulated the entire Star Wars saga. <laughs> See, now I, and that's my thing that I almost wonder, like, if they have the end yet, or if they're still like thinking about what to do. I have a feeling that they have the scripts already written out. I know film starting in, in January, so they, there's they're filming for eight like next week. They start. Yeah, no, they've already like some of the actors have already talked about the script and all that. Like said that it's good. There's one more Ray, though. Yeah, let's go over that. We gotta go over all four. Okay, so so first you have Luke, you have Lan Han, you have Jesus. Okay. The fourth one, and it's something that I never thought about until I read about it. Okay. Kylo Ren mentions one thing when he's talking shit to the other Imperial. He's not an Imperial on this one. Um, but when he talks crap to the other general. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. He says, <laughs> let's, hey, how about we use clones? Yeah. What if she's a fucking clone of, like, Anakin or Luke's DNA, and then they just manipulate so she's a female? Maybe she's a clone. And then, you know, Snook and Kylo put her on that planet, put the clone on that planet to build somebody strong in the Force that they could use later. <laughs> I was, like, thinking about it, I'm like, because they, why would they mention clones if they're just calling back to the Clone Wars? Maybe, but that would make be a lot more to it at that point yeah so she, she could possibly be a have no mother or father because she's just simply you know some kind of clone and that would make a really huge moral dilemma for her when she finds that out yeah i mean and he he freaked out when he found he's like what girl or whatever like he knew so that was like yeah he knew for sure that she was there like, whether that be he put her there, yeah. or... So that's the thing. Why couldn't he kill her? Either their family, and that that would actually make sense in why he had a really hard time killing Han. And and the thing is, is that if she's a clone, she would be blood. Not necessarily a family, she's blood. So that still <laughs> applies in there. And then... Yeah. Or she uh, was saving her for, like, something down the line, but... Like, to be his apprentice later, or... But I think that's kind of, like, thinking way too ahead. It's possible. Or it's Darth Plagueis' vessel to stay alive further. Because he's, he's mastered, you know, death itself. So, basically, yeah. I how I saw it was is that, like, if he created Anakin or if he did anything else, it was to a means that he was going to use them as a vessel body to move his essence into to stay alive longer because you can tell snook is deteriorating pretty badly 
So, I mean, and if anybody Googles Darth Plagueis the Wise, there's, like, a picture of the Emperor kneeling at him with a giant holocron that looks exactly like Snook. Like, and he's projected giant. Um, the the race that Plagueis is is, same. like, the same race that Snook is. Like, there's there's too many parallels for it to be coincidence. And plus, it's he, he's just Sith. He is Sith because he's like, have you felt it to Kylo? And he's like, yes, I have. Have you felt it? Obviously, he's like a fucking Sith Lord. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean he's Sith. He just is dark side. It depends if Sith are, like, not even existing anymore. Well, well, Sith was, like, a race, and then, like, they had a giant war, and they all turned on each other because they're all dirty-ass freaking dark side members, and then they did the rule of two, um, which was Master and Apprentice, one to you know, rule and one to seek the power. However, they proved that there's other aspects of the dark side they've talked about that in the movies where there's more than just the sith with the dark side and in the clone wars series they actually delve into that and there's other people that have the dark side of the force um and it's not there but they're not sith lords so they're not as powerful because it depends if like what you call a sith you know like technically but so if that's the case then my guess would be he's definitely a Sith Lord. Well, how they how they did it in the original trilogy was you had the Emperor, the the prequel. You had the the Emperor, and then you had Darth Maul. Darth Maul got chopped in half, but didn't die, and so Emperor took on Tyrannus, which is Count Dooku. Yeah, and Darth Maul went with his brother, and they said, well, we are the Sith Lords, we're more powerful than you two, and then they actually had a battle of, you know, dark side guys fighting each other, and that's in the Clone Wars TV show, you get to watch two Sith guys go after, go at it, it's awesome. I think, I think him, uh, Maul and his brother go against the Emperor two-on-one. I would say then with Kylo, then, if he's looking up to this guy... There's no reason why... He's gotta be it, Sith Lord. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a feeling that they're gonna <laughs> jump into it. And if they make it Plagueis, like... It has to be. How how I see it is that the Emperor says that he killed his master in Episode 3. However, number one, he's either lying and imprisoned him. Or number two, Plagueis is a master of death and then just he just didn't die. That's what it is. Him. That's what it, it could is. Be, it could be either of those and they both work. I believe it's the latter for sure. Palpatine got pwned he thought he killed him but really Plagueis is like way beyond Palpatine I mean because the third option which wouldn't make sense is that you know Plagueis is always there yeah yeah and that's that's pretty much what I think it is now he's he's kind of just watched and now it's his time to like take over yeah I think he was just kind of like stifled somehow and he kind of is just the, the master manipulator behind everything well, and why why like interfere with the, like the emperor's plans like let's just let them like kill all the let's just let them like kill each other off that's like what he's doing he's sitting on his throne just letting them fucking go crazy and that's a true sith because that's what the emperor did with the whole republic and the clone wars waiting <laughs> like watching and, and observing yeah and so they all did that's why the sith never even revealed themselves until a long time later and i mean the thing is though is that if that all comes true It'll actually make it interesting to rewatch the entire series again, just to see the manipulation factor, because it'll change how you see the Emperor then. Yeah, and with 
Kylo Snoke or Snoke Snoke. He has to be a, a, like a Sith Lord too because there's a part where Ren's like he he feels he well he he's like I'm feeling like waves of light, and mm-hmm. then he's like my master feels it like my my master knows that I'm feeling these waves of light. Well, that that's the the one key is that he says it's a master because like other than that like it could just be. The dark side, like they're just doing a, a new dark side thing, and the Knights of Ren are all, all um, dark side wielders. They don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure if he if he uses the word master in that scene, but it's something like to that to that effect. Like, well, I I know he that was the 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 dichotomy of his of you know Kylo Ren Ben Solo's struggle was awesome because. You know, you don't see that in any other movie in that series where somebody's trying to fight away the good. It's always, I'm trying to get rid of all this bad in me. That's the whole part of the original trilogy was, is that they're all trying to fight away the dark side. Sure. Whereas, like, he's the opposite. And that's why, like, you see Han, and you know, completely confused because he thinks that his son is trying to, you know, just like Leia told him in the movie, like, you can save our son. He thought he was going to save his son, when in reality, and we all know this from watching the movie up to this point, which Han didn't see, is that he's trying to kill all this goodness in him. And so you can see what the movie is doing, but Han can't see it, and that's actually genius. There's a part of him that didn't, because he's like, I'm being torn apart, so he's like all fucked up. Well, yeah, and <laughs> I mean he's going through like a lot of crazy shit, like you know. Because <laughs> well, I mean, he has to get rid of all his goodness. It's it's to... like too late. Like he's already slaughtered like thousands of innocent people. I mean, it's it's kind of like what Darth Vader said. Like it's it's too late for me. Like I can't. Oh! 